I'm Holly. I'm Emily. I'm Deanna. And this is Confessions of a Farm Wife. Well, good day to you all. Welcome to a podcast of Confessions of a Farm Wife. It's hard to believe, but here it is, the end of September. And it's hard to believe the last time we got together, it was the beginning of summer. I'm Deanna Thomas, and I'm at the kitchen table with my two good friends, Holly Spangler. Hello, Holly. Hello. And Emily Wabel. Hello, Emily. Hi. Well, thanks so much for having us here at your house. I know this has been a crazy (laughs) time. We're going to talk about change because, like I said, we saw each other at the beginning of the summer, and a lot has happened. Yes, it has. Right now, we're at Casa de Wabel, and I'm looking out my big kitchen window at a huge dump truck (laughs) because we are in the process of jacking up our house right now to make room for more children to be born here in the next couple weeks. And there's a huge hole in our house underneath and lots of construction-y things going on. So the jackhammers have slowed down for for tonight. Good. Yeah, good is right now. We can record without having to worry about that. Yes. <laughs> and it's just been a summer of change and a summer of trips, new experiences. And Holly, you just got back to the United States, what, two weeks ago now? I think it's been two and a half weeks Maybe. Or maybe. I don't know. I We're don't back. Know. <laughs> She's still jet lagged. I know. What's my name? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, we went to Scotland as part of the International Federation of Ag Journalists Congress, which is in a different country every year. I went to it two years ago in Sweden, and then I got to go this year through my involvement with the American Ag Editors Association. So this year the Congress was in Scotland, and you do a little bit of business at these things and then you go out and tour Mm. (laughs) and you go to farm 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 all day and talk with real farmers and see how agriculture works in that country and is it way different yeah yeah the biggest thing we came away from and that like john shook his head over every time we left a farm is how you know their decisions you know when we make a decision here on our farm it's driven by what will we get you know what what does the market want Right. Mm-hmm. We are growing mm-hmm. for the market. We're growing for what we can be paid for whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Theirs is all driven by what subsidies they can get. Oh. So you would be talking with the farmer and he would, you know, be talking about, well, the subsidy for this is so much, but if we do X, deer, Z, venison, deer. it's this much. So that's why we did it. Huh. It's fascinating. And, and, and the thing is, it's And they're not, okay with that? Like, yes. do you think American farmers that's, would be okay with that? Well, that's just what I was going to say, because they, for them, it's just second nature. Mm. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. They, they had no choice. They didn't think anything about it. And I think that was probably what surprises as much as anything. It's not like they felt like that was wrong or different. I mean, it was just the way it was. And that's how they grew. That's so interesting. It Isn't is that fascinating? fascinating. And we did gather that, on average... 25% of the Scottish farmers' income comes from subsidies. Wow. 25%. <laughs> and in a bad year, like say I saw um, one gentleman was you know doing a presentation and talking about, I think in 2012 they had a pretty rough weather year as well, mm-hmm. and he was showing some chart that showed it was like 82, 83% <gasps> of their income. Holy wow. smokes. Was subsidy driven. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> How do you think that would fly in the U.S.? I it think we tried it and it didn't. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. to a certain degree, you know, we did all those disaster payments and right. we have higher payments in disaster years, but we we're right. trying to get away from that. Right. You know, with crop insurance and mm-hmm. the new farm bills, mm-hmm. so which isn't that new anymore, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
They're still trying to figure out just exactly what that farm bill says. Right. Which is crazy to me. Right. You know. And how little the FSA offices still know about it. They don't wow. know a lot. Yeah. In my ag business class, we had the Mason County FSA director come in and talk about his job and what he does. And it was so fascinating for me. I don't know. Some of the kids were like, what? Government programs? This is going over my head. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I explained to them that, you know, he works with the farmer to interpret what exactly they have to do to be able to do their jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, he showed us, it was a, a thick, I mean, it looked like a set of encyclopedias, right. wow. the stuff he had to go through. And that's not written for the average person to no. decipher. No, no. Well, I think it's so interesting too, like you hear a lot of naysayers on blog responses or whatever about all the money we get from subsidies and yeah. and, and hearing that I know. And, then Euro- and then they'll and then they'll say in Europe, blah right. blah blah. They don't know. I mean they would be freaking out if they knew that eighty two percent of his income right. came from a subsidy. We right? hold up we hold up Europe as a model when we want to talk about GMOs being banned uh-huh. there or not approved or however you want to say it, but they have no idea how much of their income over there goes to. What's the average size of the farm over there? Yeah, that's what I was curious about, That's a good question, because in Scotland, 80% of the farmland is pasture, grassland. Sure. Okay. For cattle and sheep? it's very difficult to compare. Yes. Cattle and sheep, some dairy. Okay. We heard there were hogs. We never saw one. Oh, okay. I'm sure there are somewhere. (laughs) Roaming around. (laughs) Yeah, but you definitely saw sheep everywhere. Sure. And cattle. And then there were a lot of dairies. Okay. But, so it's hard to compare, you know... A country like that, they're growing barley on a hillside. Right, their terrain is so different, it can't oh, be so it's vast. Oh, completely different. Right. And so, but we're only talking like 20% of their acres being in cropland, and then we're trying to compare that to Illinois. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right. difficult to compare, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's awesome. It what is a great awesome. experience for you to get that as a journalist, to be yeah. able to tell your story even better. Yeah, it was fascinating. Did they have questions for you? Were they able? Were you able to have a lot of dialogue they with did. them? They did. You know, there was one farmer we visited with. Um, he was the last stop on our tour one day, and then he came to our big dinner that night. And um, he was just hysterical. Mm. I mean, he really stopped and talked to John and I and was mm. asking us all these mm-hmm. questions and about our farm and why and how and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and he told this great story, you know, because the thing we know, it's got, it rains all the time. It rains. How's your hair? All the time. Well, that's why I was like, you never have a good hair day No, again. I would be like I was like, terrible. I would have to get a totally different hairstyle. Yeah. And you just have to sort of give up. <laughs> this is the way it's going to be. These are the things we think about. <laughs> I know. I, but you'd I have some awesome rain boots. Yeah. Right? Two rain boots, good raincoat. You there could you justify the hundred rain boots. Yes, maybe yeah. that's what I need to do. We would just pop up and rain. And generally, it was just sort of a mist. Oh, that's the Like worst, another lady though. called it the lady Ooh. mist. It just kind of did that all the time. Or it would rain harder and pelt you in the face. And then it would stop and the sun would come out and it was glorious because everything is green as sure. me. Well, yeah, it rains so. all the time. It's like here. It's like here in <laughs> yeah. August when yeah. it should have been brown. It's like typical it Illinois so, in August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was fun. And he, he was talking, though, about how, I mean, they deal with crummy weather all the time. Oh. I mean, it's an island surrounded by the North Sea. So mm-hmm. it's cold and Burr. it's rainy and it's, it's just a damp kind of cold but he was talking about how yeah I get up in the morning and I think I love my job and then I go outside for three minutes and I think I hate my job (laughs) I come in for breakfast and I love my job Mm. so yeah they deal with the weather too well it's just amazing this weather has been crazy I we just started harvest 
a week and a half ago. I feel like we're behind the ball because normally Labor Day weekend, we're They're after, going. yeah, we're going. See, we haven't even started. We, we tend to start late anyway. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's just kind of the way our family is. We <laughs> like to be late. But um, we, it's been too wet. And we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, you and I, mm-hmm. about buying an attachment for the combine. Yeah. Did you end up getting that? No. Okay. But because it has know. been good drying weather. Right. I mean, we were supposed to start on this house project August 1st, and it just did not stop raining, which was great. I mean, it was beautiful for, like, the grass. And and didn't you feel like the the, the crops changed on a dime? Yes. Yeah. Because one day it was so overnight. green, and then yeah. whoosh. We were gone from September 3rd to September 10th, and yes. we came back, and it was like... Time to go. Everything's definitely more brown than it is green, which yes. was opposite mm-hmm. of when we left. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really it just changed overnight, and mm-hmm. I felt like overnight... Because, you know, I make the annual Sam's Harvest run. And, you know, it was like, okay, do I need to go now? And then it would rain five inches. At least you thought about it. And then I was kind of like, oh, look, I've got to pack a lunch today. I know. I'm so not a planner right now. You're so good. Well, Well, I just, planning is my life right now because I'm less in planning and... Yeah, talk about change. <laughs> we got to teach on the staff now. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, you need to go back and catch up on Yeah. Oh, yes. So, what has it been? Two months now I'm a teacher? What? Almost, yeah. It's still weird because kids come into my class and call me Mrs. Thomas, and I'm like, is my mother-in-law here? Where's Debbie? <laughs> is she around here somewhere? Um, but, no, I left LG um, at the request of members of our community who saw a need for an ag teacher ours took a different job closer to where she was from and so they called me at the end of july and (laughs) school started august 17th and let's remember my degrees in ag communications not ag education no problem so it's been a learning curve and (laughs) you're just talking to those kids yeah i know right let's let's talk about my audience though my (laughs) audience is a little bit different if you're not cool you're just you're out I'm telling you. Kids are way different. And I was such a nerd in high school anyway. I mean, Mm -hmm. it blows my mind. I don't know how you can't not do your homework. But these kids, (laughs) they look at me like... Huh? These are the this things is that never crossed our mind. No. No, no I was the first one followers. to turn it in. We are rule followers. You I even turned it in. Too. I, mean, I was too. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. Very often. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, these kids are uh, just a little bit different than us. But I mean, yeah. you know, we were in school back in the day, I guess right. you could Good say. Good old days. But <laughs> yeah. So you're teaching ag in your I'm teaching ag and I'm the FFA hometown. advisor. Yes. Yes. Your commute is and 12 minutes. It's 12 minutes from the farm. It's actually in Braden's hometown, which is really funny. That's right. Yes. Because, you know, he was an FFA officer. Yes. Oh. So I'm finding pictures of him in the ag room oh. like in the scrapbooks and stuff. So the students who have helped on our farm over the summer for different things have his phone number so they have been texting pictures of him oh. <laughs> when he was in high school. That's so nice. But it's been really fun because up until now, I mean, he's in the field, but he has been such a huge help. And, he, you know, mm-hmm. when you sign up, when your spouse signs up to be an FFA advisor and a teacher, you automatically right. kind of come with that. You're kind right. of a package deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had archery practice at our house for the oh, past awesome. two nights. Yes. I know nothing about archery, but I can provide the hay bales and the targets. There you right. go. Right? And probably some, like, little crystal light. Yeah, and, and, and some brats. We yeah. build some brats. You, you know? And mm-hmm. Sam's has been my friend. Thank God for that. Sam's Club <laughs> membership. <laughs> I'm going to endorse that again. Yes. yes. 
But yeah, it's been crazy. That's What's the biggest say. thing you've learned? Oh my gosh, it's about students or well, I w- it's yourself. such a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said to Joe, your husband, because you know we started teaching again together. He's done this before. I haven't, and I said I just I'm a perfectionist, so I want to make sure that I know what I'm teaching. You know, I know it, but, you know, soil formation and weed identification and weed management. Yeah, how to present it in a manner they're going to actually retain it. Yes. So it's just a learning curve. And I've learned that I can't be perfect all the time. No, you Which is what your dad told me when I pulled in today. He He goes, how's it going, Deanna? And I said, well, (laughs) I said, as you know, I kind of have my way of doing things. He's like, you're going to have to be a little more flexible. Which is ironic because he is a perfectionist. Yes. So (laughs) he goes, you're just just going to have to let Uh that. Yeah. He's now retired so he can (laughs) self-reflect. See, it's funny. Joe, Joe went back to teaching too. And that's been a big change for us. And it has... It's he has. I don't want to say struggled because he's not struggling, but it's relentless too. Yes. You have no break, and no. and he's forgotten that he only taught two years before he became a state supervisor and then a national supervisor. And he's like, I go and I do my first. He has first hour prep period, and then he does not stop except right. for the twenty five minute lunch that you scarf down, check right. your email. And I don't whatever. even have time for that. Exactly, because I have kids in my room. Doing right. FFA stuff. Yes. Right. So that has been really a hard transition is because when you're farming or self-employed or, or in, a, in a corporate position where you can kind of determine your own destiny yeah. in hours and right. stuff like that, you forget that a school is not flexible in that way. Right. And that's hard. The bell rings and you're on. Yes. As exactly. you know, I was the queen <laughs> of email. I yes. always responded to emails. And I, I was know. the queen of Facebook. I mean, I, I was on top of things. Uh-huh. I don't have time to check email, and ashamed, I'm ashamed. I haven't blogged, but by the time I get home, You're looking done. at the computer, I I need yeah. to plan lessons or grade papers, right. so I haven't blogged, which is embarrassing. I know. Because well, I was going to do it. I was like, I'm going to be on top of it. I'm going to have all this free time, but this first year, <laughs> first probably year's not. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we just jumped right into things, because our town has a festival, Labor Day weekend. So we have the labor auction. I had to build a parade float. We had oh cow patty bingo and a oh, pedal pole. So I had no Labor Day weekend. And then now, you know, I'm all about getting the kids out in the community and you meeting bet. the farmers. Right. And we really need to rebuild that part of our program. And so in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a benefit where we're inviting all the elementary kids for a fall family fun farm night. Oh. All about alliteration. Yes. Yes. So we're going to have a petting zoo and hay rack ride and a costume contest. And then instead of us keeping the money, we're donating it to a family who has a kindergartner who was diagnosed with leukemia. So I'm trying to get them to learn. You know, I think that is, that's one of Joe's big things too, is that he doesn't want the FFA or the ag program to, and I think, I think about this with the ag community in general. You don't want to become so insulated Right. That you can't... You're existing in a bubble. Exactly. Right. So he's hoping to get more community involved, too. And I think that is... That is something that... I mean, I never took an ag class. I was laughing because it was Teach Ag Day. And my dad was an ag teacher. I didn't mention that on Facebook. I mentioned that when my husband was my favorite ag teacher. Whoops. Sorry, Dad. But um, <laughs> I think about, like... I always thought, like, I couldn't take an ag class because I wasn't going to be a farmer. I didn't know anything about that. But, like, you think about all the careers. And we were talking about, before this podcast started recording, all of our friends who have really successful careers yeah. in ag. ag-related right. things. But they're not mucking through 
muddy mm-hmm. stuff. They just have a different perspective on it. And, and I think in a small town, I'm speaking for Farmington, is that the kids that Joe is 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 working with that are the core, they're, they think they're going to just go home and jump on a tractor and that's what, right. that's what Ag go is all about. And he it. wants to professionalize it more, make it more community. See, see, you can be an Ag lender and work in a bank, you know, right. and you can work in a bank in Bloomington. You don't have to work at the bank in Yates City, which is the teeny weeny town, but not there's anything wrong with that. We love that bank, but um, I think that is that's a change that needs to come as an ag educator. I think. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And you know, when we talk about change, think about a year ago. I never <gasps> thought I'd be an ag teacher. You were. I was thinking- not going to be pregnant. That is for sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What, what were you going to do? You're boring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. I'm pretty much where I thought I would be, so well, I shouldn't really you. say that. That is good. Something's going to change. Holly Spangler. I'm going to go slash your tires. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around us. You're going to have real big changes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we... <sighs> so a year ago... You're we were good. already harvesting. Yes. We brought this right? podcast. We started That's this right. a year ago. Oh, it was a year. About on our anniversary. Yeah. Oh, like let's have up. a party. Um, not really. I'm too tired to have a party. How are you <laughs> doing? Emily Wavell unfiltered. Yes. Says. <laughs> um, I'm okay. I'm almost 34 weeks. And the doctor said if I make it to 34 weeks, I need to make it to 36. If I make it to 36, I should make it to 37. And then everybody is good. But... The babies are almost five pounds a piece right now. It's a lot of baby to carry around. It's a lot of baby. But, but you look great. You do look great. As long as you don't look at my ankles. I hope that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I could look better. That's the thing. That is my response. Like, you don't look like you've gotten very big. Don't you remember I used to be kind of small? <laughs> no, but you're just that's okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Not- uh, well. I'm deciding it. Um, no, we are we are now we are now excited. It was a, it was a, a, definitely a surprise, and, and I and run through the ages of your kids. Yes, my uh, my oldest Anna is nine, Josie is seven, Amelia is five, and Jack is three. And now we'll have twins in October. And it's funny, I was thinking about myself in February when I went to Ag Issues Forum with Bear and <laughs> was interviewing for different jobs and just kind of looking out like, whoa. You weren't changing diapers anymore. I wasn't. I know my big boy had been potty trained, you know, and now like he goes to preschool three mornings and those three hours I thought, I said to Joe, I was like, those three hours if I was, because I've now quit my job um, because it would just be crazy because Joe's not flexible anymore. Um it would I would be able to respond a lot better other than <laughs> to Dr. Oz or whomever to like what I would be able to formulate better responses but um it's all good you know I have to keep it into perspective what we're doing right now is is a lot for people to handle but it's all blessings it's not like you know last fall we were dealing with Joe's mom being really ill and not she that we don't miss her but you know that was that was a big change it's for a different us. Transition. Yeah, it is. So mm-hmm. I need to just keep it all in perspective. And a lot of my problems are first world problems. <laughs> you know, like, oh, woe is me. My house is going to be made bigger and it's kind of a mess and it's loud. I'm not living in a hut in Uganda. You know, I need to just remember that I will go to a hospital to birth, you know? Yes. <laughs> so 
With very well-trained doctors. With very well-trained doctors who know what they're doing. And, and epidurals. And epidurals. <laughs> and, and my pregnancy has been very uneventful. I was not able to go to blog her like I was originally supposed oh, to yes. in July. I was ready to go, packed, bags, kids dropped off, and I had a the worst kidney infection the charge nurse had ever seen on in her career. You're going to do it. Do it right. You know what? I am like the <laughs> ultimate overachiever. Go big or go home. Absolutely. Um, so I wasn't able to go there, um, but that was my only hiccup with our pregnancy. So that's that's really good for being advanced so, maternal age as well. <laughs> such a lovely phrase. Old. So what have you done, like, either to make the mental shift or whatever, that this is going to happen? Like, how have you handled this That the babies transition? are coming? Yeah. Everything. Everything. Um... To not plan that far ahead, which is hard for me as a planner. Yes. But tomorrow is Saturday. And what we're going to do on Saturday is we're going to get up and we're going to have Saturday. You know, I, I can't, I think, and that has been very hard for me to accept. And it took, it took pretty much all summer. Mm-hmm. And then this fall, I just, with Joe going back to school, I've just gone like, well, you know, this is coming. And again, it's a, it's a mind shift too, like. I mean, at the beginning, I was very, not upset that I was pregnant, but I was laughing and crying when I called you. Yes. I mean, it was it was not in our plan. It was not... I will never forget that. <laughs> it's twins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, like, you can't woe is me your life away. And that drives me crazy about people. And that's why I'm not... I would never be good in the mental right. health field because I'm not very oh, sympathetic no. about that. Because I'm like, okay... You're not compassionate. No, I'm way. not. I'm more <laughs> compassionate if you're sick, like, physically sick. And I'm sorry for those of you who struggle and you probably hate me now, but... I am one of those people that goes, okay, moving on. And, you know, I think about having Anna, who is nine, and in nine more years, she'll be 18 and gone. Yes. She will be gone. And these nine years that I've had her on this earth have gone like a blank. And these babies will be the age she is now. Exactly. That's crazy. So that, to me, is also a lot of perspective, is that, you know what, in nine years I'll be, you know, pushing 50 I'm not going to quit working when I'm 55, you know, I have plenty of time to, it's not like I'm going to also change as a person. I'm going to still write. I'm going to still, I actually wrote an email to Jill Savage, who Mm. is the Hearts at Home uh, lady, and I said that I didn't go this year because I thought I had kind of outgrown it and I was going back to work and I need to go and... And really, and then the bottom line was, and my mother-in-law always took the kids, and I didn't want to have to deal with her not being there. That was just another hole that I had to, would have to think about her not being there. And I emailed Jill Savage and said, I really did need to go, because I needed to be pushed in that way, and I needed to be surrounded by moms who are at different stages. And, and at that point, then I had found out I was pregnant, and who in the world did I think I was to think I you was going to You were pregnant then? Mm-hmm. I found out in... March-ish. But you knew when you went to Hearts at Home? I didn't go. I didn't oh, end up going. Oh, right. I told her that I wasn't. I didn't go because I thought it was too cool for school. But then, oh, I'm sorry. But then I found out I was pregnant. Okay, gotcha. And then I felt bad because, and she emailed me back. Yeah. yeah, it was really nice. But anyway, I'm kind of veering. Sorry. You're fine. Lots of change. But good changes. good. Yeah. And you look great. Thanks. Yeah. If only you could see me, friends. I'm sweaty. She looks great. <laughs> You're not sweaty. It's a heat wave. I know it's like September. 85. I need it yes. to be jeans weather. So what did you do like to deal with the whole, I mean, you changed your job. I mean, 
not careers. just a job, but it was a whole lifestyle change. It's been a right? huge lifestyle change. Yes. So what did you do to like mentally psych yourself up? Tomorrow is Saturday. I know at 6 a.m. I have to be at the school to take <laughs> 13 or 12 boys to archery because we're having an archery contest. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of day to day and... I'm a planner, too, so I'm like, I'm just going to have my whole year planned out. I'm going to use this ag-ag curriculum. Mm, No, it really doesn't work like that. Because, you know, some classes, I have three sections of intro to ag. One class is ready to just cruise through the whole semester. My last section, they... What's ag? Yeah, what's (laughs) ag? What are we doing here? You mean we have homework? We're not doing anything yeah. in here. How does your school structure that? Like, do they have to take ag, or is it an elective? It's an elective. I mean, one of many choices, or it's an elective. It's one of few choices. We're a small school, right? Mm. So there's How not many kids in your district. A in lot of options. School? Ooh, that is a really hard question for me to answer because <laughs> I just stay in my ag room whole. You bet. <laughs> I really do. But I see sixty freshmen. Oh wow! Okay. Because there's about twenty yeah. in each section. Okay, that's a lot of kids. So it's a lot of kids, and it just it the whole educational process and that learning curve. I mean, not only am I learning how to be a teacher and learning different ways to structure and present the information mm-hmm. that I know or I'm learning as we go, but the educational components. So state requirements mm-hmm. and I mean everything has to be and documented. Fun stuff, right. Yeah, and I was thinking about this. When you said Joe has no free time, I don't either. I remember my online shopping has reduced a little. But like I would just sit at my desk and I would be doing work, but I would have time to cruise the internet and read. Or go home at night. Read. I could read. Yeah. By the time I get home, my brain is about to explode. It's just crazy. But I do love it. It is fun. And that 12-minute commute is very rewarding. Mm. It's kind of nice. Instead <laughs> and I feel like you and Joe are kind of cut from the same cloth. I feel like teaching is a really good fit for your personality, but it's mm-hmm. also a really good springboard if you're going to get out back out into the community. I think yeah. if you don't stay a teacher forever, you're going to make such good connections. I mean, Joe and I have had That's that true. conversation many times about, mm-hmm. think of the professionals that you're going to come in contact with that you right. would not have not being in your community. No. And Joe being just a farmer. I mean, he did not... He's not a huge farm bureau, let's go to meetings. I mean, unless you do that, then you're pretty much insulated. Right. Yeah. And I think we talked a little bit about this. I was kind of going through withdrawals, and I felt disconnected when I left the radio station mm-hmm. because I wasn't talking to my people. I wasn't interviewing people. I wasn't in the know as much when I moved to LG. I mean, I was still reading the same things, but I wasn't talking to the right. people that I talked to on a regular basis. Well, now I'm calling those people that I interviewed and said, hey, would you like to come speak to my business class? Yes. Yes. You know, and that's, I'm more about, okay, I don't have a degree in ag education, but I know what it takes to have a career in the ag industry. And you don't have to be from a farm. And I know people who are the experts. I'm not proclaiming to be the expert. So we're going to bring the experts in or we're going to go to them and you're going to learn firsthand you know, about the industry, because I've said to them all, because, you know, you have the kids that just don't want to be in your class because they don't want to be in school. And I said, well, you're wearing clothes. And they kind of look at me and I go, and you ate today. And I said, and all of that started from a farmer, most likely here in the United States. And, you know, I'm sure I sound lame to a 15 or 16 year old, but <laughs> maybe something will soak in. But you are not there the course to make their the friend, be their friend either. No. That's the other thing. You're not there. It doesn't to, matter if they think yeah. you're cool or not. Well, because in, in four years when they're deciding their career path, they may look back and go, hey, Mrs. Thomas really 
is on to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you Hold know. Hold on to those nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I just want everyone to have a great experience. Yes. And I don't want to be their friend. Mm-hmm. I had no problem writing. You don't writing. need any friends. I wrote you eight. Got plenty of friends. And let me tell you, I wrote eight detentions this week, sister. I, that is empowering. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, you're not going to behave in my class. We are not playing this game. So. Awesome. I guess the other night, though, I was talking in my sleep, and Brayden kind of woke me up to, you know, are you okay? And I guess I pointed my finger in his face, and I said, if you keep talking while I'm trying to teach, you're going to Mr. Blair's office. Who's the principal? And he's like, I just let you go. (laughs) So, sorry about that, Brayden. I didn't really mean to chew you out, but I've been practicing my mean teacher face. I really don't have one because I'm too excited to be there. Yes. <laughs> but he's like, you really are going to have to have that in you're place. You're going to have to look. look and, yes. Yeah. Just think, when you become a parent, you're going to have that look down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Silence. Like yeah. Yes. Just silence. <laughs> the one eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, until we meet again, it's yeah. harvest time. We need to talk about that. Yes. Okay, see you next time, everybody. 